Hello everyone, welcome to the Dear Abby podcast. I'm your host, Abby. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in today. I hope everyone's having... I'm so sick of hearing that all the time. It's just a repetitive thing that I'm just sick of hearing. Nothing's wrong with it. I just I just feel like I don't want to say, I hope you're having a great Thursday every single Thursday, unless you like that, then, you know, I do hope you're having a good Thursday. It just seems like repetitive is all. I hope everyone is having a good Thursday. And if you're not, then this is the perfect podcast for you because we're going to talk about all things mental health. We're talking about my recovery, how that's going. We're also getting into our first voicemail Dear Abby segment, which I'm super excited. I haven't listened to these, I promise. So everything is, I mean, if it if I do have to record it twice or something because audio, just know that my intention was to only record it once and it has to be, I wanted it to be candid. So I'll, hopefully everything will be fine. But yeah, we have a lot to dive into today. It's been a good week for me. It's been uh, lots of highs, but lots of lows as well. Yeah, let's dive in. I'm excited to share with you guys. I'm I f- I'm not kidding. Every time I start podcasting, I immediately become out of breath. Like I can't breathe. <laughs> Have you guys seen that uh, Andrew Huberman thing where he says when you become overwhelmed or your your fight and flight is like very active you're supposed to do two short inhales through the nose and then an exhale like a elongated exhale through the mouth and that's supposed to send a signal to your brain that's like hey everything's good so you can calm the freaking crap down and so I do that all the time to when I feel like I'm just either my mind's getting really really noisy or physically I just get a lot of like cord like I don't know like adrenaline and yeah it just helps me to relax for a little bit I am drowning in my nine to five job. I actually really like my job and I like that it's very, it can be very mindful for me because it's lots of repetitiveness. I work as like a supervisor for um, a company and their customer service team. So I kind of run that show, but it's, it has really good months and then really stressful months because it's it fluctuates a ton. So sometimes we'll have not a lot of emails and then sometimes we'll have like thousands of emails and we don't have a lot of people. So it's just one of those. Yeah. And lately we've had a lot of emails. So it's taken up a lot of my day. I've been trying to kind of it's hard to do a podcast and other things that I'm doing plus a nine to five, but I'm happy to do it to kind of work to be able to provide for myself later on in my life I'm willing to sacrifice time right now for my future because I'm honestly if I'm being honest right now mentally I don't think I would enjoy a vacation as much as I would in my 30s so don't feel pressure to like your 20s has to be where you travel all the time if you're on TikTok like I don't know why I see this all the time but I see people traveling and all that stuff and it's like just like pooping on nine to five jobs. And I think they're, that that's awesome that they're doing that. Nothing wrong with that. Also, nothing wrong working nine to five. Like truthfully, if you, if, if you feel like you like working nine to five, going home, that's where you put your emotional energy into and you're, you're fine. Cool. You don't have to go traveling in your 20s. That's mostly just to tell myself. I do want to travel to some specific places, but I'm not like a huge 
traveler, I guess. Like I just like being comfortable in my home. I like being on my computer. I like having a cute setup. I like having cute lights. I just, I like simplicity in that. But I also would love to go to the certain places I have listed. One of those being Japan so badly because I want to experience I just want to experience other things obviously anyways I don't even know why I got on that tangent because I just feel bad when people feel like they're not truly living because they're doing a nine to five and I think if you feel content and if you feel like your job plus social plus getting home plus I don't know, working on hobbies. Like if you have a good combination of all those things and you're content, who cares? Who cares what other people are doing? Don't waste time and energy comparing to maybe I'd be happier doing that. Maybe I'd be happier doing that. It's you'll just trust yourself. You're not behind or anything. Just do everything at whatever pace you're on. You'll figure it out. I have been so bad at focusing lately, but the past three days, okay, only three days, so... That just shows like I I'm not kidding. I could not focus for more than like 10, 20 minutes at a time. And I thought that that's just what my brain did. And I was just I was just going to be someone that could only focus for 10, 20 minutes at a time. And I was like, okay, I can make that work. I mean, that's frustrating and I move really slow. But lately, I've just decided to focus on my focus So I pick one thing at a time recently to just work on, whether that's spiritually, like my relationship with God and that stuff, or if it's, I don't know, a physical thing, or if it's a mental thing. Most of mine are mental right now, mixed with like spiritual stuff, but um, it's kind of my mental. I feel like it's okay to not have everything be spiritual if you're religious or if you believe in spiritual things. It's like, it doesn't always have to be that 99% of the time. You can do 50% mental, physical, not focus on the spiritual aspects of everything. And then, I don't know, I, that's also coming from someone who has an OCD side to their brain. So I, when I do, I become very obsessive over it. And I, I start to need like this feeling of completion with these spiritual things, which I, that's, you don't really ever get that. So So I've been training my brain as much as I can. And again, this has literally been for the past couple of days. So we'll see. But I do want to keep it up because I've gotten so much done in the past couple of days. And all I've been doing differently is just compartmentalizing. And if I'm doing, for instance, I have like three different like jobs right now. So two of them I'm not making money from, which is podcast and something else. And then I have my nine to five. And then I also help Chelsea with like her brand deals, but that's doesn't take that much of my time. But anyways, I just have a lot of different things going on. And so I'll get an email about something and I'll stop what I'm doing and answer that email or I'll be working nine to five that, that job. And then like, I'll get a notification for some other project within when I'm answering emails. It'll, I don't know. It's just, I jump back and forth between 20 different things that I'm doing and I I don't get anything done like that like I get a little bit done but that's definitely not optimizing my brain capacity and the power that I have to get stuff done so 
I've just focused on one thing at a time. And that's right now just in work and getting stuff done. Whether that's passion projects, hobbies, businesses, like I'm just all of it. Um, compartmentalizing one thing at a time and not switching gears so fast. I always switch gears back and forth, back and forth from, I don't know, I just go back and forth a lot and and that's just not, it's not doing it for me. It's making my anxiety spike, it's making my OCD kind of, it's making me fall back into unhealthy patterns of thinking and so I'm trying to not become I don't want to become obsessed with this new type of wanting to focus and optimize my brain power whatever but it is helpful for me yeah I just one thing at a time and I don't move on to the next thing even if Rudy's whining to go pee okay if he's whining like I usually take him out every hour and a half but I'm just saying like if there's something that's distracting me I will not get up or move until I am done with that And then I'll get up if I need to, feel like I need to take a break mentally. I'll walk around. I'll take Rudy out, whatever. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty much one thing. Okay, next. And when I look at my to-do list, I'm not looking at all of it at once. I just don't even look at everything that I'm doing. I just look at the top and I go, okay, that's what I'm doing. And I don't, I don't look at the rest of the list. That's my number one advice for if you're trying to refocus and, and get back at being better and back at focusing, definitely don't look at all of your things on your to-do list at once and sort through and move that back and then start the to-do list. Just just look at the top. And maybe that's horrible advice. I don't know. It's helpful for me. I've also had a hard time with my ankle still. So ankle is still tweaked and I can't walk very well so I I can walk with a boot on very um I can walk with a boot on pretty conf I don't know how to say like firmly and it doesn't hurt but if I take the boot off it does hurt to walk but I've been doing exercises I'm trying to stretch out my ankle and like just move it my roommate said to do the alphabet so I keep spelling the alphabet with my foot it just Getting hurt like that is so uncomfortable to then rehab. I want ankle mobility. I don't want to have weird amount of mobility with my ankle. My dad's feet can only point like, like this is his leg. He can point like kind of like this with his foot. No, like this. He can't even point like this with his foot. I don't even know how to describe it. Wait. He's usually like this. This is like the starting. That's, that's all he can do. (laughs) <laughs> I, show this. I don't know he does have horrible ankle mobility and it's my biggest fear uh I do want to so anyway I've just been wearing a freaking boot around and it ruins all of my outfits it ruins every single one of my outfits I'm always I feel cute and whatever I do my hair whatever I go outside and I put my boot on and then I just look like a freaking I don't even know I just feel dramatic, truthfully. I feel so dramatic wearing that. And it's giving me flashbacks to being in high school. And it was always the volleyball girls. It was always the volleyball. Like, that had, like, the tape on them. That had, they always broke stuff or they tore something. They just loved having tape or any type of physical therapy thing on their body. And they, I swear, they liked it. 
they liked walking around with it it made them feel better than the rest of us and to be fair no I'm not even gonna say that they weren't that's how I feel I feel like I'm requesting pity from people however I mean no one's really getting well a couple people have stopped me be like oh what happened and to be fair that's actually really nice so I'm actually it was it's shocking how nice people are but but yeah I just feel dramatic no matter what I just always feel dramatic that does remind me though when I was in elementary school I would always break all of my fingers not break I would like fracture my fingers from doing um either I would play flag football or what was another thing that I would do what would oh uh tetherball I'd play tetherball and I'd get and I'd always hit it weird or something or I'd catch the ball weird and it like jammed my finger anyways I had to go get like I just kept the same two splints and I used it every single time I wrecked my finger but it probably happened to nine of my fingers I'm not even kidding my middle fingers my middle fingers are crooked I don't know if you're gonna be able to see oh sheesh and now you can see so this finger's twisted a little bit. It's like goes inward. This finger's just freaking crooked. Like, look, that thing did not heal right. My mom was probably sick of taking me to the ER or something for that. So she probably just said it'll heal on its own. It didn't do anything. This hand, this one's kind of twisted. But the other ones kind of look normal. I can't stop thinking about just going back in my brain and remembering all the girls and guys I'd walk around with the stupid athletic tape all over their shoulders and stuff and it's like they always played club it was always the club people same thing with swim team and I was on the swim team but it was always the club people they they thought that their muscles were more important than the rest of us they also probably were more rich which so they could afford like physical therapists but it just was funny and I will still I will always think that it's funny they, they did need it. I'm sure they did need it. it. But it doesn't take away the fact that it's kind of dramatic looking and kind of funny. Oh my gosh, it's already been like 20 minutes. That's crazy. These I am getting more and more comfortable as the podcasts go by. And it goes by so fast. Like I actually just have fun and I talk and I remember things as I'm talking. And then pretty soon it's like already 20 minutes in and I'm like, oh shit. It's like I haven't got to half of my stuff. Okay, so let's move on to... Let's move on to, okay, now we're diving into a little bit of mental health talk and what I've been focusing on, kind of where I'm at in my recovery journey with um, OCD and anxiety. I don't have a quote today that I wanted to share. It's more of just collectively what has been kind of a theme this past week for me in my recovery and kind of what I talked to my therapist a little bit about that just really helped me first thing is we talked about well and something I've been trying to notice when I do this and just gently redirect is when I notice the why like okay when I notice me wanting to figure out the whys of literally everything um especially my thoughts like why thoughts are coming up why why am I having that thought why is that feeling coming up why is that image with that feeling and together coming up and you know just all of those things that's actually that's something that reminds me that's something that no one really talks about that much in OCD recovery is images in your head so for me I have a lot of mental images that are like very disturbing 
that come up and I don't know how to explain it. It's not even necessarily, there's some images that are just disturbing period. And then there's some images that are just normal that like are a memory or something that I've seen before, but it comes up with a weird like existential dread feeling or something. Anyways, and I just try to figure out why, like how do I fix that so it doesn't come up again or something. And I'm not good at this yet, truthfully, and I wish that I was, but I'm just not yet. It's just no more whys. No more trying to figure out the whys of everything. And, oh, I like I like this music. Oh, why do you like that music? Is it because A, B, and C? It's like, no, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to know the whys of everything. It's exhausting. I think my OCD brain is always wanting me to obviously figure out the whys but it makes me feel responsible and like I'm ignorant or unintelligent if I don't try to figure out these you know big questions and these big things and I'm always like okay now when those questions come up I'm like then you figure it out if my OCD is like do you know why the world is round and stuff I'm like I don't know do you do you know the answer to that no how the heck am I supposed to know? And same thing, just any question. It's like, do you know why? Just stupid questions. It's like, do you know the answer to that question, OCD? Do you? If you do, brain, please. I don't even care. I don't even care if you know. Don't even tell me. But it's like, I don't know. what. That's just how, that's the attitude I've had to take where it's like, I, 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 I don't know and I don't care to know. And do you know? No, you don't. So why are you having me try to figure these out? If you need that so badly, why don't you try to figure it out? And unfortunately, sometimes it does. And I have to sit there and listen to it literally ruminate. But I heard some guy, it's, oh, it's just, I think the YouTube channel is just OCD Recovery. They post really good videos. They're very short. They're all people who have struggled with OCD and have recovered or in recovery and doing better and stuff like that so they just kind of share their tips they share research that you know they've done they've they help a lot of people so they know what they're talking about he was saying that rumination is is a compulsion but it's also kind of just a symptom of OCD that it can be very automatic like we actually can't stop rumination sometimes again this is situational but He's saying a lot of times when therapists or whatever, just like, just don't ruminate then. It's like, that is, I, I know, I know not to do that. I have been told a thousand times, just don't do your compulsions. Just don't ruminate. Just don't ruminate. Just don't ruminate. And it's like, I'm trying not to, but that makes me ruminate more. He was saying, if that's a problem with you and you are an overthinker or you ruminate or something, that's a symptom of anxiety. That's a symptom of OCD. And sometimes we can't control it. When we can, great, you can redirect and focus on something else. But sometimes it's just mental noise. And it sends us yucky feelings. It sends us all these weird triggers and stuff. And we just have to sit with it and wear it like an uncomfortable coat is what, you know, this one guy always says. So wear rumination and mental noise as an uncomfortable coat. Be the observer to it. And how you do that is... For me, at least, I just recognize, okay, you're going really fast up there in my brain. I have to be like, okay, well, then it's going to ruminate for the next 20 minutes about something. 
And all I can do is try to re-engage with what's in front of me and try to re-engage gently. So not a forceful, like, oh, I got to get this out of my head. I got to, this is a compulsion. I can't, like, I got to get this out of my head. That That's that's more of the desperate energy that we don't, that I don't think is helpful for recovery. I think it's more just a gentle, I don't know why my brain is doing this. I don't know why it's worrying about this. But it's, I need to do what I'm doing right now. And that's what I believe is the best thing to do. Therefore, I will move forward in that way. And then you move forward. It just was helpful for me to hear someone talk about rumination that way because it was just very helpful and validating in my recovery journey to know that I'm not doing anything super wrong when I have automatic ruminations that I, I literally can't, I don't know how to describe it. I cannot control it. It's just like I can control continuing it because I feel like it's automatic and then I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing and I try to just redirect and I don't ignore it. I just recognize it for what it is. Doesn't mean I like it. It doesn't mean I like enjoy the feeling of it or I like what it's worrying about. It's like I still hate it and I wish it wasn't there, but it's like I have to learn how to deal with it somehow. And this is just the best way that I know how. So, so something else I wanted to share and encourage you guys with is regarding mental, emotional, like emotional releases. Every time I have an emotional release where it feels overwhelming um, and I cry and I feel like anytime that happens where I feel really intense emotions and I want to just break down and I'm having a mental breakdown, which breakdown has like a bad connotation, but I think it's if you break down the word, it's just breaking it down. Mentally, you're breaking things down. <laughs> so that's why I like to think of it is you're breaking down things that are going on in your mind that you no longer want to associate with. I had kind of like an emotional mental breakdown release, if you will, but it wasn't pleasant. Like it was it just kind of made me feel scared and shaky. I was really shaky. Um it happened at night. At night my mind races. Like I don't, it just is like a light switch goes off and it's, I'm a, it's like a whole different side of my brain. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Um, switches on the second my head hits the pillow. And thankfully Kean was by me. So he kind of helped me at least stay calm in a way, but I've experienced these before, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't feel any more comfortable every time. It's extremely uncomfortable feelings that come up that are really intense and I get really shaky. I say, you know, just really probably sad things to hear and I I mean it in the moment. I don't know how to describe it. I mean it while I'm saying it. It's like deep down this is how I'm feeling and I feel trapped or something. But when I'm saying it, I'm almost saying it to just release it kind of thing. So I'm not saying it because I, and I'll say really like sad things. Like I can't do this. I don't know. I'm so tired. Like I can't keep doing this stuff like that. And I feel like for me, I don't actually mean those exact words and I don't actually want to give up, but it's almost a release to even say it because that's how deep down sometimes I feel. And it's almost helpful to get it out of me than to keep all of that in. 
and uh, maybe that's probably something that I can get help with moving forward but I think it's just from all the kind of crazy life experiences that I've had that haven't been so positive inherently so yeah but every time I have one of those I always feel like my world is caving in and then I think just practicing moving forward sorry the, the encouraging thing was I realize every time that happens I'm always like oh my gosh I've made no progress oh my gosh like I'm not any better and then I realize okay no no no, we're not doing that we're not living in the past we're not doing that we're this is just an emotional release this is something that will happen so many other times in my life because I'm an emotional person I'm very very emotional and I can think very logically and I'm very emotionally aware of things that are coming up so I don't react super horribly but at the same time I am emotional so I have to practice that when these emotional releases or these mental breakdowns happen that it doesn't mean that I've made no progress it just means okay time to level up then it's time to level up it's time to release this and then move on level up to the next whatever and (laughs) I've I suppose like everything comes back almost in a bad way but that's just like a total distortion and worst case scenario so I guess what I'm saying is if you are someone that experiences a lot of mental breakdowns or emotional releases where you cry, you feel like everything's, you know, horrible all over again and nothing's changed and you're still the same old whatever, whatever, that is just simply not the truth. And you have, yes, everyone has those things that will continuously come up throughout their life and they will always feel like an imposter. They'll always feel like, you know, they'll always have a little bit of those experience depression every once in a while or they have chronic or whatever just because you get tired sometimes and you have an emotional breakdown does not mean that nothing has changed okay sometimes it's just it just needs to happen and you need to release it then you can move on and let's stay in the moment when that happens don't have this whole storyline of what that means attached to that emotional breakdown And I'm just saying that because that's a reminder for me to see it for what it is. If there's like a action that you can take that's very obvious that will, you know, help your emotional well-being or mental well-being, then take it. If not, then don't try to figure it out if it's not super obvious and then move on. I had a bunch of other things, but I've already been talking for literally like 30 minutes. So we will get on with our Dear Abby segment Okay. I again I haven't listened to any of these, I promise. Dear beautiful Abby. <laughs> hi, I hope you're doing well. Hello. My question today is Abby, how do I love myself more? Abby, I struggle so much with my body image and the fact that my body has changed over the last three years. And, you know, I'm in a relationship and my boyfriend seriously loves every part of my body. And I used to be really confident and I gained some weight over the pandemic in the last couple of years. And I just find myself looking at pictures from 2019 and, you know, I just see how 
much different I look and, and I just I place that as the value I place that as what I should look like and my question is just like how do you think I should get rid of that comparison and just love myself now and accept that even though I'm different I'm still pretty like like what do you suggest I do to like get rid of that comparison to myself in the past and to other people First of all, thank you so much. You sound so sweet. And I love being able to hear your guys' voices. It makes me want to cry. Okay, so I love that you kind of answered your own question. But I think the reason why you're probably still asking is because there's certain, you don't know how to take action on it, maybe, to, to really instill a belief like what you said. How can I not compare myself to how I was before and accept yourself now and not place value on you know, what you look like and all those types of things. I will say action-wise, it is tricky because it does take a lot of breaking down thinking patterns, breaking down physical patterns. It takes breaking down the way you look at yourself, the way you talk to yourself inside of your head and to other people, introducing yourself to people. Um, And there's two different things, I guess. And one thing this comes from my very yogi abundance gratitude mindset is if you're placing your value, it's fine to place some value on your body because your body is so valuable. It's okay to be like, my body is valuable to me. That's one of the most valuable things that you have is your body, but not how it appears to conventional beauty standards. That's not where the value comes in. The value comes in that you can walk. I mean, probably you can walk. You can hug. You can help people using your hands, using your mind, using your mouth. You can speak. You can hear. Even being grateful for your toes, for helping you balance every single day. Take 10 minutes in the morning or at night or whenever you have time and just really look at your hand, look at your, I don't know, your stomach, look at your hips, something and see it for what it is, that it's a hand, that it's your hand, that with your hand you can do A, B, and C. Your hips are for birthing children. They can do A, B, and C. They, they keep your butt looking juicy. I don't know. Like this sounds really far-fetched maybe. Look at maybe parts that you don't see as conventionally attractive and simply just think I love you and I'm grateful for you allowing me to move around, allowing me to enjoy this life. It's obviously very common nowadays to look at your weight and compare yourself to people online, to people on TikTok, to people on Instagram, whatever it is, people around you um, and setting your value on, okay, they're deemed as really hot or cute or pretty or sexy or whatever, but I don't look like that. So I'm not. Therefore, says who? We have this like mean judge in our head. That's that's who we're trying to really impress. So it's like this external societal voice that that criticizes, that judges, that puts you in a box, that, you know, whatever. And we have that like inside of our head just from living in it, living in this world. And that's the voice that we're trying to constantly please. 
So that voice isn't even you. That voice is something that will never be satisfied. So that voice, when that voice comes up, I would take a step back and saying, okay, I just had a thought that I am not as attractive as I was when I was younger. Or I just had a thought that I'm ugly. I just had a thought that I'm less valuable because of the weight that I've gained. And to be fair, we were in a pandemic. I feel like so many people had a f- like their their weight fluctuates with fluctuated with COVID because it was such a stressful time for everyone. There were so many things that were so stressful during that time. And to shame yourself more for not eating, I don't know, a, a salad every morning, evening, and night. Like, that's so not helpful. Yeah, just take no- take notice of that voice. Start to recognize that voice. And it's not going to change overnight, that, that part of you. But just slowly and surely, the more you take notice of when that voice pops in, the approach should just be, you don't have to counteract the thought and say, no, I am pretty. You don't have to fight with it. That fight will last forever. A simple, okay, that's cool that you think that. I personally am grateful for my body because it provides me with life. Something I always loved to teach in my yoga classes was be grateful for everything that their body is, that it can gain weight. It's good to be able to gain weight if, if there, there's a reason why people can gain weight. So it shouldn't be a shameful thing ever. It should never be a shameful thing. For me, whenever I focus on the fact that my body is constantly trying to heal, your body is working for you. And I know it doesn't feel like that sometimes, especially with my brain. My brain, I'm like, you are not working for me. You are working you are, you are sided with the enemy, I promise. But it is working for you. It is trying to work for you. Your body loves you. This is your like vessel for life. This is, this can be your closest friend. We're so mean to our bodies. We're so mean to ourselves. And that, that will never serve us. That'll only keep us stuck. That's my advice. And hopefully it's not too hippity dippity, but this, it is helpful for me and it's just noticing that your body loves you. And so it's time for us to kind of to, to love our bodies back. Our bodies heal us. They try, to, they try as hard as they can with what we give them to keep us in homeostasis, to keep us balanced, to keep us happy, to keep us healthy. It doesn't feel like that all the time again, but that's what, that's what they were made to do. And stop looking at old photos. Unless you change your mindset when you're looking at them. If you're saying, she's not wrong for being where she was and I'm not wrong for being where I am. We're both us. (laughs) We're both the exact same amount of worthy of love. We're both the exact same amount of worthy of respect, of adoration. And yeah, thank you so much for voicemailing in. Again, you guys, You can call the number. It'll be in the description below and just leave a voicemail. I think it might have to ring through because I haven't set it up to where it goes straight to voicemail. So it might ring through a couple times and then it'll go to voicemail. But yeah, you can just call and it'll send a voicemail. Leave a voicemail. Make sure you start with Dear Abby and um, ask me for some advice. And I'd love to get back to you guys. We're going to play a little game. 
Okay, guess what we're doing? And no, if you leave, you're kicked out of my community for forever. We may or may not be um, creating a Dungeons & Dragons character for my game today. Yay! Okay, our, this, here's the thing. My cousins and my brother are all doing a campaign right now together for Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I really want to do the campaign because it's based after One Piece, which is an anime and it's about pirates and stuff. <coughs> pirates and stuff. And um, I never got to create a character for it because I'm not in the campaign because I don't live close to them anymore. So I'm just going to create one here with you now, the one that I would probably have created for the campaign and i'll make it fun but don't leave don't leave well i'm gonna freak out on you okay everyone just shut up everyone just shut up okay let me just make this and let me just be happy for 10 minutes oh you're such a nerd shut up do you know how many people play dungeons and dragons you're a nerd for not okay let's do standard we're doing the step-by-step -step approach, baby. You're going to be here for a long time. Ew. Oh, character name. Let's randomize. Lysolius. Lysolius. Carmos. Idrish. Thorpe. Yadrish. Walford. Serdissa. I feel embarrassed already. Ordelia. Wally. Let's do Wally. That's cute. Wally. All right, we got our name. Character's name is Wally. Let's pick the race. Let's do tiefling, half dragon, half human. Duh. Let's do a rock gnome. A gnome's energy and enthusiasm for living shines through every... I know everyone's cringing right now. Okay, choose a class. For those of you that don't know, class is whatever class you want. Just kidding. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like if, yeah, if you want to be a ranger, a paladin, monk, fighter, druid, cleric, bard, barbarian, sorcerer, rogue, warlock, wizard, ranger, wizard. Wait, I think I said wizard, wizard twice. I wish I was on Twitch so everyone could tell me in the chat, but unfortunately I don't stream anymore, so I do miss streaming. Streaming was fun. Let's do a sneaky little sexy little rogue. For those of you that don't know, rogue is, um, I feel like I'm exposing myself right now. I feel very vulnerable right now. A rogue's basically a sneaky person. It's like people who have who are good at stealing people who are in the shadows you know we've got like a rogue ranger is my favorite because you like hide in the trees you're really sneaky quiet on your feet you see a bad guy pull an arrow boom they don't even know where you came from they're just dead so they i guess they can't even think anymore but you pull an arrow shoot and they did it's like aragon from lord of the rings vibes but he's He's like, yeah, he's kind of like a, I guess he's technically a ranger, right? What do they call him? Just something? I don't know. I feel like going rogue too means like you're on your own. So they're kind of loners. So maybe I just relate to them. For those of you that play, don't get mad at me for the way I'm building my character. This is more for fun. Sneak attack. Okay, well, I already know. Okay, sneak attack is like it sounds. You get a sneak attack, which is a free extra damage. Okay, I'm not going into that. Calculations including the base scores you set above and and any modifiers you found below. You can also override any automatic calculation. Okay. I don't actually remember what the best thing for rogues is. Oh! These are horrible. I'm resetting it. Don't tell my dungeon master. Okay, okay. Yeah, this one's looking a little bit better. 
That's what I was looking for last time. Thank you very much. I will be cheating and deleting this group and keeping the good one. Because I'm not allowed to do that, but that felt good. Wally. Wally's going to be a girl. Or Wally will be a boy. And I'll talk like this. No, I don't know how to do that. Background. Haunted one. Noble. Sage. Soldier. Let's do a soldier. I'll just obey commands. That's all I do. Okay, now we're doing equipment. I'm not going to add anything. You just have like a starter pack, which is like a... Like a... Like you're going to a sleepover in the woods. And this is what it looks like, you guys. I feel like y'all are seeing a different side of me with this Dungeon of Dragons. I feel like the nerdy weirdness is coming out. And honestly, I'm going to lean into it. If you don't like it, then get out. Seriously. If you're going to be mean to me about it, then we're, we're not going to be able to be friends. Unless you're joking mean, then that's fine. But if you're... Because my grandma's roasted me for liking Dungeons and Dragons. But if you're actually going to be mean... Get the heck out of here. I'm just kidding. You can stay, but only for the views. Oh, no. Please don't post something on TikTok and make fun of me and I go viral and my podcast explodes. Okay. Well, that was it for today. I hope everyone had a good time. Thank you guys so much. And love you guys. Bye.